Welcome to Come Magnify the Lord with Me podcast hosted by Becky Dameron. Becky was saved at a young age and reared in a Christian home. At an early age, she sought for a special relationship, Jesus Christ. As her love for Jesus grew, so did her love for His Word. Becky has enjoyed leading ladies' Bible studies, speaking at ladies' conferences, and sharing the gospel with anyone willing to listen. We hope you have your Bible and are ready to dive into studying God's amazing book. As we were talking the last time, we were explaining how important it is to ask questions when we're dealing with people, as God asked several questions of Adam and Eve, actually. First, where art thou to Adam? And then, who told thee that thou wast naked? He's trying to prod their conscience. Nobody told you you're naked. Why do you feel ashamed now? He wants them to think. Then again, hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee, and that thou shouldest not eat? Of course, he knew the answer. He's trying to get them to acknowledge their sin. And then he asked the woman, what is this that thou hast done? But now we come to verse 14. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, he did not need to ask him a question. He knew the serpent was a dumb, mute animal. He knew who was speaking, and that was the devil. And the devil was an old foe. We've looked in the past of what the devil did in heaven and how he reared his head against God. God knew exactly who he was speaking to and didn't need to ask him a question. We don't ever need to reason with the devil. We need to say what's right and what's wrong and move on. And God's a good example of that. But let's read verse 14. It says, And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. Upon thy belly shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. Here he's judging the serpent, the actual animal, because we see he's saying thou art cursed above all cattle and above every beast of the field. And then he describes how he is going to change his appearance can you imagine Adam and Eve standing there? Remember, the serpent was beautiful at one time. This was the, the pinnacle of the animals that Adam had named. And now they see him lose his legs, go to the ground, slivering. I believe his whole shape changed. And Adam and Eve had to be sitting there looking in wonder, like, wow, and also in fear, thinking, this is something. I think of, you know, they had a time where it was all wonderful. There was nothing bad. Everything was good. All the animals were peaceful. They talked with God. And all of a sudden, this, whoa, they're seeing that God is a just God, and he is against sin, and he's a God who judges sin, and they're seeing it right before their eyes. I can't imagine what they're thinking. Of course, if we look at this in a pictorial-type aspect, we know that the devil is cursed, but he had already been cursed, and it says 
upon thy belly thou shalt go. Of course, the devil is going to be chained into hell, all that. But I believe verse 15 is where God is directly speaking to the devil. We know verse 14 can be applied to him too, but 15, he's not talking to the serpent anymore. This is the devil that he's going after right now. And as I studied this passage, I just wept for agony and for pain, and I wept for joy. This is a wonderful, wonderful verse, and yet it's also an extremely sad verse. And we're going to be looking at this verse this whole rest of the time on this episode, and I pray that it will be a blessing to you and it will cause you to just love Jesus Christ more and exalt him more in your life and appreciate what he has done for you. And so let me read it now. It says, And I will put enmity enmity between thee and the woman and between thy seed and her seed. It shall bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise his heel. So we know he's talking to the devil. And let's look at some of those words to understand what he's saying. So first of all, we see the word enmity. This is the quality of being an enemy. It's the opposite of friendship. If we think about that snake before, the serpent was this beautiful creature that Eve was having a conversation with. Oh, there is no conversation having with a snake anymore. But this is deeper than this. This is enemy, an opposite of friendship. The idea of enmity is ill will, hatred, unfriendly dispositions, opposition. So where is he putting this enmity between thee and the woman? This is the devil against mankind and mankind against the devil. There's enmity. There's ill will. And then he's also putting it between thy seed and her seed. Thy seed, he's talking to the devil, is talking about evil spirits, but also evil men. This is not only talking about evil spirits like demons and things like this, but the evil men. Think of the men that crucified Christ. They could always have the chance to turn and repent and turn to Christ, but they chose not to. And there's opposition to Christ, so much opposition, so much ill will, so much hatred, so much unfriendly disposition that they killed him. This is the idea of between thy seed and her seed. Now, it's important to note that it says her seed. It doesn't say your seed, speaking of Adam and Eve, because the enmity that was going to happen was going to be between the woman's seed, a virgin seed. This is not Adam's seed. It's the virgin seed, and this is Jesus Christ himself. At the time, a name is not given. Later, it's a name is given, the Messiah or the Christ. This is the one that will put enmity, that will, there will be enmity between the devil and her seed, in between her, the devil and Christ. And I'd like to go through some passages where there are clear times where there's 
enmity from the devil to Christ. Here in this verse, it's talking about, and thou shalt bruise his heel. That's the aspect that we're going to look at first. I'd like to look at it shall bruise his head second because I want to end on a high note. So the devil is going to, God is prophesying that the devil is going to bruise the heel of the woman's seed someday. And there's many passages where this happened. I'm not going to look at all of them, but I am going to look at a few. And I pray and I hope that you contemplate this and you contemplate it thinking about your sin as Adam and Eve did, as they're hearing this and knowing that their sin caused this. So in Matthew 28, 38, it says, Then were there two thieves crucified with him. Of course, we know that's Jesus. One on the right hand and then another on the left. And they that passed by reviled him, wagging their heads and saying, Thou that destroys the temple and buildest it in three days, save thyself. If thou be the Son of God, come down from the cross. Likewise also the chief priests mocking him with the scribes and elders said, He saved others, himself he cannot save. If he be the king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross and we will believe him. He trusted in God. Let him deliver him now, and if he will have him, for I said, I am the Son of God. The thieves also which were crucified with him cast the same in his teeth. Oh, there's some bruising of the heel going on right now, and you see how it's the devil and his seed, evil men who hate God, reviling And right now, they seem to be getting the victory. They seem to be feeling like they're in power. In Matthew uh, 27, verse 45, it says, Now from the sixth hour, there was darkness all over the land until the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. That is to say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Oh, the bruisings happen. The bruising is happening to his heel. Luke twenty three thirty three says, And when they were come to the place which is called Calvary, there they crucified him, and the malefactors, one on the right hand and the other on the left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And they parted his raiment and cast lots. And the people stood beholding, and the rulers also with them derided him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself, if he be Christ, the chosen of God. And the soldiers also mocked him, coming to him and offering him vinegar, and saying, If thou be the king of the Jews, save thyself. And the superinscription also was written over him in letters of Greek and Latin Hebrew. This is the king of the Jews. And one of the malefactors, which were hanged, railed on him, saying, If thou be the Christ, save thyself and us. But the other answering rebuked him, saying, Dost thou not fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the due reward of our deeds, but this man hath done nothing amiss. And he said unto him, Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me in paradise. I have to pause there, because right there, the devil got a big old bruise to his head. But still, the devil's 
rejoicing as it continues in it was about the sixth hour and there was darkness all over the earth the devil loves darkness he's thinking he's winning here and after this jesus knowing that all things were now accomplished that the scripture might be fulfilled saith i thirst now there was a vessel full of vinegar and they filled the sponge with vinegar and put it upon hyssop and put it to his mouth when Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Oh, the devil was in his heyday. He remembered what God told him in the garden. He was going to bruise his heel. And he was going to enjoy it. And this passage, this last one where it says, It is finished. I was reading from John 19. And I believe the devil, his minions, and his men thought they had the victory. But Thanks be to God that this is not the only thing in this verse. And in Genesis 3.15, it also says, It shall bruise thy head. Matthew 28.5 happens, and oh, what a wonderful, wonderful difference it makes whenever the head of the serpent, the head of the devil is bruised. Oh, and people can survive a bruise in the heel but not a head wound. Here we go. The angel answered and said unto the woman, Fear not, for I know that you seek Jesus, which was crucified. He's not here, for he is risen. As he said, come see the place where the Lord lay. Several other passages that talk about Jesus as being the triumphant victor over the devil and bruising the head of the devil. Colossians 2, 13. This is one of my favorite passages, and you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinance that was against us. Oh, you, that or, or handwriting of ordinance, one of it was that we fell into sin with Adam and Eve and God had to punish us and judge us for that sin. But get, God... Jesus Christ blotted out those on the cross, which was contrary to us, and took it out of the way, nailing it to his cross, and having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly, triumphing over them in it. 1 John 3, 8 says, He that committeth sin is of the devil, for the devil sinneth from the beginning. This is referring to that beginning passage in Genesis. He sins from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifest, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Praise be our Lord Jesus Christ. And our job now, oh, we have a wonderful opportunity to tell people that the devil's been bruised. Acts 28, 18, or I'm sorry, 26, 18, to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto God, that they might receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them, which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Hebrews 2, 14, for then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also took likewise, I'm sorry, took also himself likewise, took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that hath the power of death. That is the devil. 2 Corinthians 2.14 says, Now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ, and maketh manifest the Savior of his knowledge by us in every place. Praise God that this verse doesn't just say there's going to be enmity, there's going to be hatred between the devil and mankind, and between Jesus Christ and the devil. It says that Jesus is going to 
bruise his head, and he has. Praise God. It, that Hebrews 2.14, that end of the verse, I love that. Through, that through death he might destroy him that hath power of death. That is the devil. So even through the bruising of his heel, through what the Jesus had to go through on the cross, where the devil thought, ha, I got him. Through that death, he bruised the head of the serpent, the devil. And someday, oh, that evil serpent, I cannot wait till we get to Revelation where we see he is cast forever. He's on his belly in the bottom of hell, graveling in the dust down there and in chains forever. Right now, he's still a very powerful foe. But with the power that we have through the resurrection of Christ, we can live triumphantly, just like 2 Corinthians 2.14. Now, thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ. We can triumph because Christ bruised the head of that serpent. Thank you for listening to Come Magnify the Lord With Me podcast. Please join Becky Dameron each weekday for a study through the Bible from a woman's perspective. If you've enjoyed this podcast or have any questions, please reach out to Becky through Come Magnify the Lord With Me Facebook page. Until next time, God be with you and may He greatly bless you as you continue to grow through following His Word.